0: OTB GAA. You know, Offley had won by a last minute goal, so my inspirational speech actually backfired on me. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah.
1: Subscribe to the OTB GAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts.
0: The Sunday Papers on Off the Ball.
1: Jürgen Klopp's on all the front pages. He spoke at length to journalists on the uh, Friday. So quite a few. Jonathan Wilson, back page of the Observer, faltering Liverpool are at a crossroads and Klopp is hard-pressed to find answers. Tommy Conlon's writing about it in the Sunday Independent and Jonathan Northcroft as well. So what is the general feeling on Klopp out there, Sarah, in these pieces?
2: Tommy Conlon's piece has might as lost his magic touch. Yeah. And Honing in on this piece, I, I liked where Tommy went and he said, what if the heart of the matter is internal rather than external, that he simply cannot persuade his players any longer to play to their maximum game, after game, after game, then they're facing a problem that goes to the core of their identity. And in management right now, and you're looking at that word intensity and what, where they went to last season and how far they had to push themselves and then ultimately came away with nothing
0: hmm.
2: um, and the age of the profile of the team um, Manchester City's glorious uh, run this season but you know Klopp makes the point outside of the Premiership there's still so many other things to fight for Yeah, and I suppose the question is do his players think that those things matter and that's where I would see it and obviously we have the seven year itch He was seven years in his first uh, managerial position, seven years in his second, and this is the seventh year of his third. And interestingly, he says, that anniversary crept up on me, I didn't realise it. So suggesting that he may go for an eighth or a ninth. But does he have the energy to actually go at, you know, a rebuilding campaign again? And interestingly, he talks about taking a holiday after his second stint. And he was going for a year. And he was having this big, you know, Time off period and he lasted four months yeah and he ends up at Liverpool after four months, so he said I was full of energy and I was mad to go again, so maybe he doesn 't have energy for Liverpool, but he might have energy for another challenge
0: i 'm mm. not so sure about that sir because this was supposed to be his last season, and then he, he uh, and had to be wi- he'd widely he, he talked about in various interviews that he wasn 't going to change his mind and he did last season then he signed a new contract and that, that indicated me wanted to build a new team and I think the most int- he's the most interesting manager in the Premier League now because of the, this, the point he's at. You know, it was mentioned in Jonathan Northcroft's piece that uh, only Alex Ferguson and Wenger, to a lesser extent, were successful after being in a job that long in, uh, in the Premier League era. And that he now... is Like, I watched City yesterday, and you admire City, but I'm never, uh, But it's, there's a predictability to City that isn't there with Liverpool, that wasn't actually there with Ferguson's United. Like, you know, when you talked about Fergie time, mm. and what Fergie time tells you is that a lot of games were in the balance up to the very end without United. And there's a sense of jeopardy about Liverpool, even when they were doing well and, uh, you know, winning, uh, winning both the Champions League and the Premier League. There were so many games that they snatched at the end, or they, you know, they won, they won against the odds. Yeah. Uh, but now they are, there are, they, there's no single reason why they're, they're struggling now. I think just a lot of things have come together for a perfect storm. And, you know, there's an interesting line here with Jonathan Norcroft that against Brighton. Brighton became the seventh non big six, six side in eight league games to take the lead against them. And, the, you know, there's teething problems and, and transitioning to a new attack, aging of key players. Uh, you know, Klopp arrange uh, addressed this thing about them being predictable, but they were always predictable. People knew how they were able to play, how Liverpool were going to play, but they weren't able to counteract. But it, that but was Mani, wasn't it? Yeah, like, well, not, well, not just money, but I think just because of aging legs and you know, there's ge- a general weariness. They're not doing what they used to do to the same extent, so they're not able to counteract. Uh, no, Manny was very, very, definitely very important, and Nunes has a lot to prove, but. Um, there's a very interesting thing uh, a book he mentions called uh, Red Men Reborn by a guy called John Williams which is basically a social history of Liverpool and making the comparisons with the Bill shankley era and uh, people forget as it was pointed out here shankley went from 66 after winning the league to 73 for his next trophy and he was seven years without a trophy then that wouldn't be allowed to happen now you, no, you'd know, you be out the door but uh what Williams in that book points out is there's similarities with Shankly in that he gets emotionally connected with people. So he doesn't want to let players go, which means transition is harder. Like somebody like James Milner shouldn't be playing as as often as he is now. No, He shouldn't still be at a top club. And you look at your... They've competed so consistently with City. Like City let Milner go the guts of a decade ago in a free transfer. Like he wouldn't be anywhere near a City squad. But Liverpool still depend on him. You know, and that's that's the big difference. And Liverpool, in a way, have kept City honest the last few years. And without Liverpool, and I can't see Liverpool being the force in the Premier League, definitely this season. It's going to be a uh, no procession, and I I, I would think Arsenal will beat them today.
2: The interesting thing about Nunes, and you're you're saying you know he possibly could fill that man void they're suggesting that his current form is a blip and the article here says his career record is one goal from every six shots a similar rate to Mohamed Asala Mane and Harry Kane but at the minute I think it's one in 18 so (laughs) he needs to he needs to move on pretty quickly or Liverpool, you know, 10 games in 11 games in, won't be at the races Yeah.
0: The Sunday Papers on Off The Ball The Sunday Papers on Off The Ball.
1: As you mentioned, Sarah, Klopp was uh, initially at points to paint out I don't have a seven-year problem. And he was talking about how much energy he has. And he even says that the, the Dortmund uh, one has been misconstru- misconstrued a bit that exit. He says, I was totally fine when I was at Dortmund. I could have stayed there. They wanted me to stay. We just couldn't make the Bundesliga title. It was a case of constantly players getting poached by other clubs. I had no energy problem. I took a year's holiday because it was fancy at that time. Pep and Thomas Tuchel did it, so I took a holiday. I couldn't do it. I was at Liverpool after four months. I have no problem with energy, and the situation's completely different now. Seven years is intense. We've all got older, really a lot older, and uh, this time it's nice too. So he definitely shot down any sense that he might be coming to the end. And uh, Tommy Conlon definitely um, focuses less on Manning and focuses more on just the relentless nature of how Liverpool go about their business because when Klopp's asked about being predictable and you mentioned this Kieran, he did say teams have worked out how to play against us when we're not at our best teams figured us out years ago but it Mm -hmm. still didn't work because we were exceptional whatever system we play there's no system in the world that has no weakness it's about how we perform and I think this kind of focus on the change of system that's real alarm bell stuff to me. That's been the Manchester United methodology for the last couple yeah, of yeah, years. Yeah. Oh, they found two in midfield that work. This new system's going to do it. Yeah. Three games later, come a cropper. Yeah, because
0: that, that really struck me about the ana- uh, so much uh, analysis of the Rangers, the system against Rangers, and you know, it was one game, and it was against a really poor team on the night. Like Rangers looked like a League One team, but and also what also could read into that they don't even
1: know what system they played. Like yeah, so, yeah. In <laughs> four two three one. It was listed at that's what Klopp said it was, yeah, yeah. and then Klopp came in. It was sorry, Klopp never said that. Klopp came in afterwards, said it was more of a four four two. Trent Alexander Arnold said in one post match interview, writes Tommy Callan, it was more of a basic four four two than a four two three one. In another interview, he said it was kind of a four two three one. So like the sense that the system here is paramount to change and everything is wrong. Because what Tommy Collins does, I think, really effectively is he he, he talks about the Pep Linders uh, book. Yeah. And he said, even just reading that, you get tired. Because right through that diary of last season, the Liverpool coach yeah. just talks about how the words pressing and counter-pressing are repeated uh, with obsessive zeal, it is the alpha and the omega of their culture as described in that book. It becomes exhausting just to read about it on a page, never mind to have to implement it. And so he talks about so many examples where and we've seen this, I think, with um, Michel Arteta, where he comes in and it's like, well, how do I dress up the same message in a different way today? Yeah, yeah. I'll do a drawing. I'll get the photographer in to make a speech. And so Klopp, again, as this brilliant communicator, has different ways of doing it different times. We need your legs, your heart, your lungs, your brain. Another day he's talking about how you have to press like a shoal of fish, a swarm of bees, a flight of birds, you know, all this kind of rhetoric. Yeah. But as as Tommy points out, they have played 63 games. Our way costs a lot of energy, concedes the coach laid on in the book. But maybe it has cost them more energy than they will ever know, says Tommy. And maybe missing out on the two great prizes after such a monumental effort drained them emotionally in ways that cannot be measured either. Physically drained, emotionally crushed by the end game last May. Perhaps they just couldn't face starting all over again this season. They are not machines. They never were. Yeah,
0: so I, I, I think that's I think the core. But like so I, I, I know, I. there's a lot of issues. Like I said, it's a perfect storm, and there, you know, there's so many issues like Andy Robertson Tr- form, uh, Trent Alexander Arnold's issues, etc. The ageing legs in midfield. But it all goes back to last season. Like you, you were they were <clears throat> because City went two 0 down against Villa. They were near. They were. Close, you know, you could say they were 20 minutes away from one in the title, which would be the domestic treble. Yeah. The first half of the Champions League final, six days later, they were much the better team in the first half against Real Madrid. Uh, they had far more shots. The, Courtois, the goalkeeper, Real Madrid goalkeeper, ended up as man of the match. Yeah. But they didn't win it. And I think that took, so, like psychologically, what that took out of you, not just physically, but that they were going for everything and it collapsed within the space of six days and within the space of a few minutes on those two days, um, it's very hard to recover from, you know, and to repeat the same messages, we'll go again, you know, and we'll, we'll I, do I this remember, after um, having gone so oh, close. The
1: adrenaline gone and everything. And I remember the Fulham game early on in the season and there was a real sense of Virgil van Dijk and a couple of others who are, who are young enough not to be in permanent decline. Like some of them are just the bank is empty they've given everything and they're, they're not coming back I think obviously the younger ones will come back but uh, looking at Van Dyke and a couple of others that day and Fulham newly promoted sunshine full of energy at home chasing every ball there were definitely quite a few Liverpool players and you could just tell they thought oh, do I have to match you for intensity and effort here I probably do but I just can't, I can't summon it I've done it so often and so recently it's not there and the way the league is at the moment it's too late now
2: yeah. And look, Tavi Connors' piece is here, and it's a piece that stepped out of these development is about do, do, do. It's simple and logical. We will repeat until we vomit. They're and vomiting. I'd say, these Liverpool yeah. lads, just like, who goes to work and wants to vomit? You know, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like at the end of it, you hold up your hand and say,
1: Done. Yeah. Because as Kieran's saying, they haven't just played lots of games, they've had to have. Uh, nights where they go to the emotional well so often so many like oh they really need a big one tonight and they all invariably have done it but you probably know as a player adrenaline, adrenaline, adrenaline and then when there's either a pause or defeat like the Arsenal Invincibles when they lost to Old Trafford they hit the deck you just you need you need almost a time of uh, hibernation,
2: and you're right about the timing piece because I was watching Bayern and Dortmund last night, right? And obviously Dortmund get the last minute winner, yeah. And the energy exuding from that group, and I was sitting there watching the game, going, what was? What was the impetus for this? What was the meaning of this game to them? And it was like, oh well, they got a point. Yeah. Oh, but look how much it meant to them. So it yeah. just is where the team cycle is. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: That group just That's got it, a
0: point. Yeah. yeah, and it's always been a high wire act. Like even last season, like you no, know, they drew at City. Other than that, what they won? Did they win fourteen in the last fifteen or something? Like, they're an incredible run. But think of in that run, how often Allison had to make an incredible one-on-one save, because with the high line, they gambled. You know that. Mm. Uh, he is so good in those situations, or Van Dyke's recovery pace, etc. You know, but it's just not working to the same extent, and it's hard for it to rely on something like that to work all the time, yeah. So, uh, suddenly, when there is a list slackening off, those one and ones the ball's ending up in the back of the net, and there are games. Uh, like Brighton could have scored seven last week Napoli could have scored seven or eight and I think you're going to see I wouldn't be surprised if Arsenal uh, get a lot of chances today because Arsenal are a good team now
1: to those of you listening on Monday morning and want to tweet Kieran Cunningham about Liverpool's (laughs) 4-0 win uh, he's available and waiting for your tweets and abuse now
0: the Sunday papers on off the ball